The stories told in this radio series were drawn from a collaborative research study of alcohol-related problems in Uganda. The study focused on techniques Ugandans living in the suburbs of Kampala use to respond to cases of problem drinking. Given the relatively recent introduction of Western ideas of alcoholism and addiction in Uganda, most people sought help for their problems outside the formal medical system. They visited herbalists to buy herbal emetic therapies. They made offerings to the Lubali spirits in the shrines of Basamize. They prayed for deliverance in the Pentecostal and charismatic churches. This radio series is a collection of their stories. The stories told here are true as remembered by the people who shared them with the research team. The research team hopes that in sharing these stories with you, that you may come to learn about the wide range of techniques people use to resolve situations of problem drinking. I spent over two years sleeping in church. Although I come from a wealthy family, I have had challenges in life that have pushed me to the wall. By the time I came to Pastor Jones, I had exhausted most of my other options, so I stayed at the church seeking solace and a new life. Like many others, I was referred to the church by a friend. When I first came, I came to pray for a visa so that I could start my life in another country. At this time, I was drinking very heavily. I had started drinking in 2006 during my last year of secondary school. I had started slowly, but by the time I reached university, there was little I felt I could do without first taking a drink of Waraji. I would pack it to class, serve it to my friends, study while drinking, drink while discussing. I was drinking in taxis, at home, cooking, washing. I would be with my bottle everywhere. Alcohol was also starting to create problems for me, but I found that I could not avoid drinking even when I knew I should. I lost friends because of the smell of alcohol. Old friends started getting embarrassed to be seen moving with me. My fiancé tried to help me stop, but he eventually left me too. I was unable to secure a job. This increased my despair. When I reached Pastor Jones, I found that the teaching was very different than what I had expected. This I loved, especially the way the pastors taught about forgiveness, anger, desperation, and frustration. I surely came to realize that even if I did go abroad, I would gain nothing, so I decided to wait on God to change me. This is this I did patiently, thinking that only then would I get something in my life. I was still drinking at that time, but no one ever sent me away from church. I would come spelling of alcohol to listen to the word of God and then leave to go back to my drinking. But over time, I settled and began listening to the teaching with more seriousness. Eventually, I decided to tell God that I was tired of alcoholism. I decided to follow Pastor John's advice and approach the altar of grace and mercy with boldness. In prayer, I said, you know what, God? I didn't want to become born again. But anyway, I'm here. God, my life is a mess because of ABCD. I lost everything because of alcohol. I have discovered that I can't live it on my own. 
You say, come to me, you who are weary, and I shall carry the burden for you. I don't want money. I don't want a husband. I want you to change me, to give me a new heart, and to put in your spirit in me. I stayed in church and cried to God for ten days, and praying and fasting. On the tenth of this fast, Pastor John was on a pulpit. It was around two in the morning. I had been crying and praying to God to change me. Pastor John began to speak. He said, You girl, you are here and you are always feeling something asking you for alcohol and you cannot contain it. You cannot contain it because it's not you. It's a spirit. Come up to the pulpit here. I'll pray for you for this is your day. Even that day, I had been drinking alone at home before coming to church. <clears throat> I went up and Pastor John prayed for me. The church was full to capacity, but I was not afraid of anyone. As Pastor John prayed, I felt something heavy move from my toes upward and it went out of me. On the same day, God also visited me in a dream. He came in the form of Pastor John. In the dream, I was very dirty and tired. In the dream, Pastor John looked at me. He did not touch me, but he looked at me. And the more he looked at me, the more I became clean. My clothes began to change too. And I saw myself transforming into a different person. When I woke up, I felt very happy and had no desire to drink. This was three years ago. After nearly two years of being delivered from alcoholism, I started serving at the church by voluntarily checking people's bags. This I diligently did for over two months from Monday to Saturday. After the two months, I was given an opportunity to work on the church radio. While I did not have any training in radio presenting, I was asked to present an early morning inspiration program. At first, this work was voluntary. The church was beginning the radio programs and I had no money to serve and had no money to support this ministry. But um, after a while, the church leadership began giving me an allowance. During this time, I also found many new friends through church. Though I was not close with most of them, they were important to me as my relationship with my family was still on the rocks. Even though I was no longer drinking, my family still hadn't fully accepted me. Three years after I stopped drinking, I started say, staying at the home of one of my sisters on the weekends, often babysitting her children whenever I was there. But even there, I was treated more of a servant than a family member. Four years after I stopped drinking, I met a man at a church-organized singles gathering. While I was not sure if I would ever find someone to marry, he proposed to me within a few months. We celebrated the marriage with a reception at a five-star hotel in Grand Style. It was after getting married that relationships with my family improved. My father became happy about my transformation, and I finally ceased being a stranger to my family. I have not been tempted to drink since the day of my breakthrough. My sisters drink, my friends drink, but it does not bother me to be seated with them when they are drinking. I just sit and sip my soda. 
I believe my uncle drinking was the result of the working of an evil spirit that could only live through prayer, fasting, and commitment to Christ. I also believe that even if I had taken different means trying to stop, I would have come back after some time to drink again. So, some other way of getting help might have helped me to stop drinking for a while, but that spirit that sits in you would not have left. It would still be there. I believe that my drinking may, at least in part, have been caused by a generational curse. Many of my family drink, though it was me and my brother who had problems. I believe that the curse will ultimately be broken from my family after they all accept Christ. It's me that has known the truth, for the Bible says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Now that I have come to know God, I have taken it upon myself to intercede for my family. I also engage in spiritual welfare to ask that my family be delivered from this bondage. I also believe that it's only God who can remove that spirit and put in new a new spirit. This new spirit yearns for godly things. A person may have been yearning to club, to be with friends, but with God, when God puts a new spirit within you, you completely lose all that interest in those things. Instead, it makes you yearn for His word. When God changes you, He gives you a new heart. He puts a new spirit in you. He changes everything about you. I believe that when God heals, there is no need for detox. All the symptoms disappear. The craving just disappears because it's just a spirit that leaves you. Why I no longer live at the church, I still attend church every day to serve. And I have faith that there is more yet to come my way. The study was carried out by Dr. China Shaz, George Mpanga, and Sarah Namirembe, and was funded by the University of Virginia, the National Science Foundation of the United States, and approved by the Uganda National Council for Science and Technology. In accordance with the requirements of the Uganda National Council for Science and Technology, they have changed the names of the people involved, as well as places and other identifying details.